Hey, welcome. Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Intrinado, here with my co-host, Steve Anderson. These are our Thursday night chats, Steve, and we got another uh, special guest uh, for tonight. First off, um, Black Knight Nation podcast is sponsored by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a company founded by former Army fullback, former Army fullbacks coach, former Army officer Joe Ross, and we appreciate Higher Echelon sponsoring this podcast. And we're going to introduce our special guest for tonight. It's Markinson Pierre. Markinson Pierre, thanks, thanks for joining us, Markinson. Hey, thank you very much for having me on. Uh, you know, when when Steve reached out uh, and gave you the opportunity, I couldn't wait to get on and catch up with everyone. No doubt, you guys are former former teammates here, um, right, Steve? About going back in the day. Yeah, uh, Markinson was uh, one of my big brothers, man. Uh, when I first got to the you know, got to the Army defense and got to West Point. Um, one of the guys that immediately took me under his wing, um, you know, that whole group of, you know, 09 class, right, two years ahead of me. Um, so, I mean, it was nice to nice to be able to reach out. We got to catch up a little bit. Um, kind of perfect timing where, you know, the, um, you know, we'll, we'll cover it. But, you know, uh, Marguson's, uh, I guess, um, reincarnation at West Point right now scored a touchdown last week and um, so it just kind of was fitting um, to have uh, Pierre on this week and uh, just catch up man and then just let um let the Black Knight Nation fans kind of hear your story and uh, what you're doing now and we'll kind of get all in on into all that yeah first before we start uh, Markinson Muck City tell us a little bit about Muck City so it, Muck City, it's a small farming town. Uh, the, the name of the city is Belglade. It's about 10,000 people, uh, 40 minutes west of Washington Beach. You know, farming town, there's not a whole lot going on other than farming and football. And the soil that we, you know, plant our cocaine, orange, and all the stuff on is very dark and rich, and people call it the muck. So that's where the name comes from. And, you know, when I got up to West Point at the West Point Prep School, Coach Cook kind of gave me the nickname Muck, and it literally has stuck with me to this day to now it's on a shirt that I'm wearing. So that's where the name comes from. And I have a picture. That, that picture I sent you guys with my with, with Markins out there in the sugarcane fields chasing rabbits. That's pretty much what we do down here. Um, and that's there's a whole ESPN documentary that was done on it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, when Markins was uh, interviewed, he mentioned Muck City. And I'm like, I got to find out. I got to get a little 411 on Muck City there. Um, t- tell us about your journey to West Point, because you were recruited by the Bobby Ross staff, right? Um, when you came to West Point. And then there's a little bit of a uh, coaching is a coaching change. Right. So you um, tell us a little bit about how you got to West Point. Yeah. So I was recruited by the uh, by Coach Ross's regime. Uh, I I was born in Haiti and I didn't come to America until I was pretty much 11 years old. So when I came to the States, you know, in the Haitian culture, the Caribbean culture, education is pretty much king. And, you know, my parents, they always kind of, you know, drive that point home. So I was always a, a really good student and made, you know, good grades and tested well. And I started playing football um, as a freshman in high school and because I, I played soccer growing up I was a soccer player and it you know when I started playing football I, I liked it I liked the physicality of it 
And by the time I was a senior, I was getting recruited and um, I had some very good coaches, you know, uh, at my school. And when West Point came into the picture, I didn't really know what West Point was, um, but they sat me down and said, listen, like all these other schools that are recruiting you, uh, you need to go to West Point because as you know, every kid thinks they're going to make it to the next level and play in the NFL. But he's uh, my coach has told me, listen, you're good enough to get to college and that's it. So go get a good college degree. So that way you can, you know, do other things, you know, with your life afterwards. So that was kind of like my path. Um, and, you know, I'm sitting here today, a proud, you know, alum. No doubt. Um, so what, what you first get to West Point, um, tell us a little bit about how you kind of work your way up to, um, you know, getting some playing time. Yeah, so I went to the West Point Prep School uh, first because I wasn't a U.S. citizen when I got accepted to West Point. So I had to go to, to prep school um, so I can, because I was an 18, I turned 18, took the citizenship test, and Coach Brian Cook actually took me to the testing center to, 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 to do the test. And uh, after we got the results, I passed. It's a you know civic test. And we all celebrated. Um, but, you know, I got to West Point, you know, Plumstead was, you know, was in my class, Darren Noose and all those guys, Kenny Rackers. And, you know, we got a chance to play on uh, on special teams early on, I think the third or fourth game of the season. And, you know, from there, I, I was on special teams pretty much my entire freshman year. And, and that kind of uh, opened the door for me to where early on I saw the field. And then as a sophomore, uh, we had some injuries where I was able to, you know, see the field on defense. Yeah, getting that early playing time, right? Just getting on the field that freshman year. Not, not a lot of people get that chance at West Point, right? So, I mean, that must have been definitely where you could see – can you see the bigger picture then or now? Oh, I don't think I can see the bigger picture. I, I was just excited, well, first of all, to to get the opportunity to go out there and play. Um, but in terms of seeing how I feel – within the dynamics of the team, you know, it was hard to, to kind of see that as a as a plea because you have so much else on your plate, right? <laughs> With the academics and the military and just adjusting to life at West Point, where when you get to football, you know, there's a whole other set of responsibilities that come with it and you don't necessarily grasp all of it at the moment. Um, but eventually, you know, I kind of got it. Yeah, Mark. Let me uh, let me tell you a little funny story. When I was a freshman, uh, you know, I, you know, like you just said, you got um, you got all your plebe knowledge. You got to learn. You got to learn all the cultural norm, norms as far as like cupping your hands, walking against the wall, right? All this kind of stuff, which is weird for me, not including you know someone from you know Haiti. Um, but I got a little story. Is uh, my 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 cadet sergeant uh asked me a bunch of questions uh my first day down at the the company after you know football in the in the summertime right mm -hmm. he's like how about you tell me the definition of a lever uh of leather and i was like how about you tell me what open bangle cover two is sergeant <laughs> that is such a serious response <laughs> luckily Luckily, I had the colonel, uh, you know, Chad Thayer in my company who came to my rescue. Um, and uh, but it just kind of goes like, 
Look, I was literally just trying to find a place on the team. You know, I went to prep school too. So me and you kind of already understood kind of the, the dynamic of the, the, um, you know, the, the lingo. Mm-hmm. I was trying to play, man. I didn't come to West Point not to play. So the cadet knowledge went to the side, you know, open bangle cover two went to the forefront and, uh, he couldn't tell me what open bangle cover two was, but I could tell him. So, no, it's interesting because you know I, you know, as a plebe, it's it's so much, right? It, it is so much when you played, and we're coming down from the stadium after a full day of literally work, and then you got the academics, and then you got all the duties. Uh, one thing I will always remember: uh, one morning we had to call minutes. And, you know, I took pride in just trying to do everything the best I can. And and I was calling minutes at the top of my lungs. Um, and, Sal, minutes are when you just sit in the hallway and go, attention, all cadets, there are five minutes until assembly for breakfast, right? It's crazy. Yeah, essentially an alarm clock. Sorry. Right? And our cadet first sergeant, just like female, about 5'5", five, five, she comes out, she's like, those are the best minutes I've ever heard called in this hallway. That made me so proud. I was like, yes. See, when I was a freshman, I'd always be like, see, guys, it's not that hard. Like, I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very unique place. So, but, um, so, you know, you went to prep school. You, you got some time on special teams. But more importantly, how did you feel – um, I always ask this question to to all the guys is um, as you went from that plebe, right, to now you're kind of like an informal leader to now you're kind of a junior, you, you get more playing time and now you're a senior and you are right. Um, regardless if you play or not as a senior, right, you're a leader of a football, you're the leader on that football team, right? Um, how did the, the culture of the climate change from, you know, plebe, you know, muck to, to, to senior muck. And then how did you change the way you interacted with the, the older guys and younger guys as you got more comfortable with the team? Yeah. So I think you see it as a natural progression. And the, the one thing I can say about pretty much everyone um, or a majority of the guys that, that go through our program, they're just natural leaders, right? And you are amongst people who just come from that mindset. Um, for me, when you know I became a, a junior or senior, having you know the the uh, the younger class coming after me, we would have all those things, you know, the captains' practices, where you know we're leading them, and during those times, you're not so much worried about okay, am I going to lose my spot to this young guy or what? You're worried about helping them adjust to you know obviously on the football field, but also being a good role model for them, you know, within the core of cadets, because if you just roll the clock back two, three years, you know, earlier, you were lost like and had no clue. So for me, it was all about, you know, being someone that they can come to and ask questions, whether it had anything to do with football or not. Um, And I took pride in that because, you know, I had guys like Randy Chastain who helped me, guys like Jordan Murray, guys like Caleb Campbell, who, did the exact same thing for me. So when I got in a position where I could return the favor for, you know, the classes below me, um, it was something that I enjoyed regardless of what was going on on the football field. 
Yeah, that's a big deal, right, Steve? Because you look at like so you're two years apart on the football field, right? So guys that turned, you know, brought winning back to Army football in that 2010 season learned a lot from Markinson, right? Those safeties that you guys had back there learned a lot. I mean, Donovan Travis is back there, right? I mean, those are guys that learned a lot under the coming up through the ranks, so to speak. Yeah, no, and I, I think it was really um, you know, we had a, we had a heavy prep school. Uh, you know, we had a lot of guys that went to the prep school that ended up staying through, but yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like, um, you know, those guys kind of allowed, uh, you know, they, you know, we got to, we got to go to the bowl game, but the, the way we kind of led that team was from, you know, the Frank Scapatichis, you know, the, the Plumsteads, the Pierres, um, you know, you know, Donovan, you know, you got, you know, Pierre, you were in the same, um, film room as Donovan and Donnie and young Trimble, right. Mm-hmm. Cause you learn, you know, you got, you were an injury spot you were right after Jeremy, yeah, but right before Jordan. So you kind of got to see the, you know, the wide receiver Trimble versus the DB Trimble. Um, so all those, all those kind of guys, you know, you kind of got to, you know, it just kind of kept building on each other. Uh, over time so absolutely Sal um, learned a tremendous especially from you know because as a as a plebe right like Caleb and VD and all those guys were kind of like um, almost like uh, you know I don't want to say like when you're a soldier and you have a you know you when you have a lieutenant like you don't really talk to him that much you know you just kind of mm-hmm. you should just kind of watch and learn from the seniors as much as possible Um but that junior class is, you know, that's when you're finally like, oh, I got corporal rank. I'm, I'm a real, per- I'm a real boy now. You know? <laughs> like start having those relationships. And we had a really good, you know, uh, you know, Chuck Easton, another guy that I would always consider a big brother to me. Um, so it was good. Yeah. So when, see, Buck, when uh, I came into the beat was 2007. So that's Steve's uh, freshman year, I believe. And so those are guys like VD and Caleb that you're talking about, and you had that class underneath you that had a lot of good. So, I mean, like, like we talked about, Steve, that 2010 team, yeah, that was the year you brought it back. But then there was, um, you know, there's a lot of people that paved the, paved the, paved the way for you, so to speak. So there's a lot of guys get credit that, that came before you, no doubt. So, and I don't know if that's how you felt, uh, Markinson, when they were able to win that ball game, if you had a little bit of a piece in that, and the guys that kind of came after you. Let me tell you, I was definitely there celebrating. So, um, and it's, you know, I feel so close to the program. Obviously, my brother's there. Um, it, it makes it a lot easier. But you know, even before my brother got there, I'd be in Iraq, and I don't care what is going on. If I'm not on mission, I'm watching, you know, you know, Army football. And it's because, uh, obviously, knowing everything that goes into it, especially, you know, that 2010 team being so close to it and knowing so many of the guys and having been in a position to help influence them. Um, even though I wasn't on the field, I felt like that was a big part of me um, because, you know, the brotherhood is so strong and and it, it cross like goes across, you know, different time periods. But, you know, you can have two or three guys that are, you know, a five, 10 year time period, but there's they're still interwoven with each other in so many ways. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about a muck. You're uh, oh, you're you're an '09 grad. So what? That's what 12 years ago. 
Yep, pretty much. Right. And where are you heading this weekend? This weekend, I am going to West Point for Markins' senior day. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's, it's awesome because um, I, you know, personally, I have yet to be to a, a Mikey Stadium football game since I've graduated. I haven't been to one yet. So I've been to a couple Army Navies, been to, um, uh, you know, just random games or been to bowl games. Um, but I haven't been back to Mikey. So that is something that's still on my bucket list, you know, a decade later um from my my career so I, i'm definitely you know i've been busy you know having kids and stuff you know what i mean like, <laughs> i gotta stop that <laughs> no, it's man i i've been back plenty of times um and i've been back like even before marketing was up there like i've gone back with b-rod and jamal just different sets of guys and every time there's always something about the place that just like amazes me and the more time I spend away when I come back the more like I just want to soak it all in but it'll be very special this weekend um you know being that you know obviously you know having seen Mark I remember dropping him off at the prep school for his R day and staying for the parade and you know and just us hanging out in the city the night before just the whole like thing and being you know fast forward five years and he's at that point i feel proud because i feel like hey that's a piece of me um but just seeing someone progress from you know kid off the street and to you know being where he is now i'm I'm definitely excited for him yeah make no mistake about it i mean you go there as a boy you know yeah. no there's no, there's, you know, and that, you can say that about any college, um, kind of, you know, just by the age, that age time frame that you go through college. But West Point, you know, you go there as a boy, you leave there as a man. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, so I got, I got some, um, I got some skin in this week. You know, both my brothers went to UMass. My older brother played for UMass, so it's been a lot of, lot of uh, crap talking this week for sure. You know, with us coming at a close minus thirty-seven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I think we'll cover. Yeah. So you know, probably like last week you look at right the Bucknell game, right, Muck? I mean, you just you look at the guys that were able to get a chance. And first off, they have the halftime where they have the lightning delay, right? And you're like, okay, I wanted them to come back and play just as a army football follower, because I knew in that second half that Munkin was going to kind of get more guys involved, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to get more guys a chance to play. I think that's how you build the program. That's how you build the depth on your team too, right? Getting those reps, maybe the young guys getting those reps and then building on for next year. But then you have your, your brother, right? Who's a senior who's put all that work into a game waiting for a chance to play and for a moment like that. Right. It must've been just to, to, to watch that must've been pretty, pretty amazing. I mean, it, it, it absolutely was. And, you know, I wish I would have been there, you know, live, but you know, I was traveling in Pittsburgh recruiting some football players, but um, you know, I think if you look at the reaction from his teammates who were on the field after he scored, it just says a lot, you know, you know, Markins plays mostly on special teams. He hasn't seen the field much on offense, but the influence that he has on the team goes far beyond any carry or anything that he does as a football player. Um, and for me, you know, he's not my child. He's my brother. But I feel I feel some type of way knowing that, like, man, that's I've seen this young man literally progress 
to the point where he's at a place where pretty much everyone there's going to be a leader of some sort in 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 the position where he's not in the limelight, you know, not getting the carries, but he's still able to be a team first guy, have influence and do it the right way. I feel like a proud dad, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's very, you know, I'm very happy for him. Obviously I'm super excited for the team because, you know, they, they've played well um, and the program is in great hands um, with, with Coach Munkin. And, you know, I, I just wish I could turn the clock back a little bit and go back to those teams a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, Mark, I've been practicing from the Turkey Bowl tomorrow. And, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sore as hell. And tomorrow's the game. So I've been, my, my, yeah, man. Hard practice, you know, but now I just, I just watch now. But I know, I know when we were catching up, Mark, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but West Point's one of those interesting places, you know, especially with all the stuff going on with, when you're a, a core squatter is um, it's one of those places that you don't really enjoy while you're there a hundred percent as far as like, you don't understand, you know, but most of the time you just don't understand the, 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 the gravity of, of what you're trying, what you're about to accomplish until really graduation day. And then when you go back as a grad um, and that's always something that whenever um, I reach out to, the football players, um, you know, now, um, just whenever our paths cross, I'm just like, look, man, I, you guys don't, you won't understand it, but that you're literally going to love this place once you graduate. So just try to enjoy it as much as possible. Yeah. And I can tell you, uh, I go back to my high school now, now that I'm back in South Florida, I go back at least two, three times a year and, you know, I tell those coaches who are still there, right? Who was coaching me, who coached Mark and I, I thank them because if it wasn't for them, I would have went probably some other school, some other state school, and there's no telling where I would be today. Um, going to West Point is probably the single most, uh, the best decision I've made in my life because, uh, and you've seen it, you know, after you get done with West Point, there's literally everything that I've done. And I can truly say being a West Pointer had a lot to do with it. Um, it's not just about, oh, you get this job. It's like you walk into a room and people find out you're a West Pointer. It, it's instant credibility. Um, it, it just gives you opportunities that you probably wouldn't, wouldn't have gotten. And I go back to West Point now as you know, I'm I'm happy. I'm like, man, this this place is so pretty. Like, it's so beautiful. I just want to take pictures. But when I was there, you know, I would see all the people taking pictures. I'd be like, what do you take pictures for? Like, this is miserable. But um, and you know, being that you know, Perkins is where he is, he has a close group of friends who you know they're always calling and. I'm I'm in a position where I can tell them like, hey, listen, just go through it. Just it it's gonna be worth it in the end. And like, well, you're saying that now because you know you're all done. It's like, listen, we we had to take chemistry and, and physics. Y'all don't. So, <laughs> but it's a it's a very unique thing to um, you know to see it on the other side. Well, we you know I always always make this joke where. Uh... You know, you know how you uh, coaches got to go to the, you know, just like you were just talking about, but the, 
the recruiting pay, the recruiting board, like, hey, who are we going to recruit this year? That's like every Army football player every year. Like, all right, am I going to stay here this year? Or am I going to am I going to go somewhere else? Am I going to do this again? Um, but you kind of much mentioned how you're down in South Florida now. You're up in Pittsburgh recruiting. So, Muck, what do you, what do you do now, man? So I'm a I'm a lawyer full time. Um, I do pretty much business litigation uh, down here in Miami. I work for a firm in Miami, um, but I also launched a sports agency, uh, Muck Sports, uh, two years ago. I'm an NFL PA certified agent where I represent you know guys who are going from college to the league. Um, working with me are Arlen Jenkins. William Wedley and then Darren Newsom was uh, uh, is also working with us. So pretty much, you took part of the defense and we created an agency. Um, so second full year, we have uh, one client who's uh, on the practice squad with uh, with the Falcons. He's a running back, and interestingly, believe it or not, that that's a, a West Point connection kind of helped get the ball rolling there because um, one of the scouts for the Falcons. Uh, was a former West Point football player who I reached out to, and he connected me with uh, the scout for the Midwest and pretty much started the relationship. So it really doesn't matter like what you're doing. There's a West Pointer doing it somewhere that you can connect with. So Yeah, yeah I think we've had uh, the person you're talking about on this podcast, uh, Justin Schaff, right? Is, is yep. that who you're talking about? Yep, that's Justin. Yep. He, yeah, he definitely um, – open that door for me. Um, and I mean, obviously the, the Falcons, once they got to take a look at Caleb, they, they liked them, but being a brand new agent with zero contacts and I'm trying to figure out, okay, I have a client. How in the world am I going to, cause he's not a guy who's going to be a, you know, top 100 or top whatever. So you really have to put in the work as a, as an agent to, to get him an opportunity um, and I'm just looking around and I, and I saw Justin was with the, with the, um, with the Falcons. I had never spoken with Justin. I knew who he was because I knew he was a football player, reached out to him. Literally, you would have thought like we were like best friends and it's that brotherhood. Um, and it really went from there. And now Caleb is playing with the Falcons. So. Yeah. Um, Mucka, there's a couple guys on Army's roster right now that may have a chance at the NFL coming up. Um, do you, do you look into those guys possibly as maybe adding them to to uh, Muck Sports? Any, any guy who's especially coming from West Point, and this is going back to you know last year we had um, you know Radigan. Um, I'm still still very close to him. Good guy. We still talk. Uh, the year before that, you had Elijah and Cole. Um, so. You know, I being a guy who played there, you know, I know who's who's got some of the opportunity or the skill set to make it to the next level. And I definitely reach out. Um, it hasn't worked out yet, uh, you know, landing one of those guys from West Point. Um, but I'm definitely not going to stop trying um, because, you know, ultimately it will. And I, I think a lot some of these guys were a little bit apprehensive, you know, of being newer and, you know, so, well, what it, we're not, we're going to be priority free agent guys. We want someone who can, you know, who's got a Rolodex of, of contacts, but, you know, I've, I'm in a position where I've started building that. And I think, um, you know, in a year or two, I'll be in a, in a place where I can, 
you know, go to West Point, go back home um, and present myself as someone who can not just provide a great service to those guys, but literally be an extension of the brotherhood and take it from there. So. Yeah, no doubt. Um, when, when, when we, uh, when you look at the team right now, the defense that they have right now, uh, who do you, who do you see that can uh, be next level guys? I know there's, you know, a lot of the TV guys say there's, there's conversations about a few guys, but who do you see are the next level guys on that, on that defense? I mean, so, so starting with the line, um, I'm trying to remember his name. Is it Cockrell? Co- Co- no, uh, he's got some good, he's some good talent. Um, and then the linebacker, 53, um, obviously he's shorter on the shorter end, but I mean, he can run and tackle. Um, and then on the back end, I think uh, it's 22 or 20. I can't remember which one. Oh, yeah, both of those guys, Cunningham and Broughton. Yeah, it's crazy because I hosted the, both of them at my house here with Markins last summer. So, uh, and you know, being a service academy guy, it's always going to be someone you're going to cut your teeth at special teams and and, and make a role for yourself, like like um, Radigan just did. And that's what all three of those guys in the back seven can absolutely do if they get the opportunity. And I, I think there's plenty of buzz. In the scouting community, um, based on, on the Northeast scouts that I talk to about all three of those guys, so I think they'll get a shot. Um, and definitely next year will be a nice one. Andre Carter, right? Andre Carter is just like Steve. I mean, he continued it against Bucknell. I mean, where did he come from? He just came out of nowhere. <laughs> Missouri City, Texas, I believe, is his hometown. But he went to a prep school in Connecticut uh, for one year. And um, you know what? I wrote in a, in a story uh, for our website uh, this week about how I think that he may, should be – some postseason honors should be coming his way. I know um, – I think that he's had a great year. The, the stats, the tackle stats aren't going to be there, but the sacks are there. Mm-hmm. The forced fumbles are there. The interceptions there now. I mean, he's play, he's had quite a season. Yeah, I mean, he's had a heck of a year um, for some point. He was leading the nation in sacks. Uh, you know, it, the good thing about uh, where we are right now as a program, number one, you know, thankfully the policy is that, you know, they can waive the service where guys can go right away. That's huge. And I think a guy like Steve definitely would have got an opportunity if, you know, the rules were different, you know, back in his time coming up. Um, and then – at this day and age, if you can play, it doesn't matter where you play. Right? They will find you. Like, I'm I'm recruiting a, a young man out of Central Connecticut State, right? That is FCS, but it really doesn't matter. If you got skills, you got skills, and the scouts will find you. If they, if they don't find you and another team does, they're going to get fired. <laughs> so, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um Pretty much, I've gone over a lot of stuff. Is, is there anything, Muck, that you'd like to talk to us about? Maybe about your career, maybe after, maybe about when you were serving in the military, or you know, is there anything you'd like to add, add, add to, add to this? Yeah, I'm so I'm still serving. Uh, I'm in the reserve. Uh, got promoted to major a couple years ago. It's very different from active duty. Um, doing it full time and being, you know, around people who do it full time is definitely um, a different perspective from people who are one week in a month. But I still, to this day, enjoy putting on the uniform and serving. Uh, 
keeping that connection. Um, but you know, just my time in, in the military on active duty uh, had ups and downs, but every moment kind of set me up to where I am now from, you know, doing stateside missions, going to, you know, training centers and deploying, all of those things, very stressful times. And I, I think I, I can remember the month and a half period in Iraq where I lost like this much of hair on this side and then on that side. And then I decided to shave it bald. I, I can remember like the, the month and a half period. I, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. But, you know, in, in hindsight, all of that stuff uh, are lessons that, you know, I, I took with me um, in my civilian career now that come in, you know, very helpful in dealing with people and dealing with adversity um, and still seeing, you know, the brighter side of things. So I really wouldn't trade trade it for anything other than, you know, a few Army Navy ones. Um, but I'm glad, I'm glad that Markin's got three and hopefully, well, he's got two, hopefully he gets a third this year. Yeah, the uh, Muck. Are you the same? Are you in the same branch? Same, same MOF. Uh, so I don't think they got their branch yet. Uh, so I don't know what he's in a branch. I think he's looking at armor. Um, I was a uh, you know logistics officer. I did ordnance and, and logistics. So are you? Are is that what you're doing in the reserves still? No, that's what I'm doing in reserves. Yeah, that, that's that's what I do. Oh, it's okay. very, so very different oh. taking off water hat during the week and then go be a, a loggy. Your brother's thinking about going armor, huh? Yeah, he, he is. Yeah, man. Well, <laughs> don't put, I, I hated being in that thing. So. I told him, man, you need to go log you or, or go hard. I mean, he does, he's doing a lot better than I did. That. Part of it is because of me, because I went through West Point. I didn't have a, a brother that just went through that could kind of walk me through. You know, Markins has the benefit of calling me like, hey, uh, I have this issue. And so he's doing very well academically. And, you know, he's to pretty much kind of do whatever he wants to do. I'm happy for him. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think Branch is coming up uh, in, a, in a week or so, right? Uh, the week after Thanksgiving, I pretty much think so. So some seniors will find out. Hey, 27 seniors are going to be honored on Senior Day Saturday at Bu uh, against uh, UMass, and uh, uh, Markins Pierre is one of them. And, and Markins, we really appreciate you ha having you on tonight, catching back up with you. It's been great to, to just hear your stories about how you got to West Point, about your brother and how that relationship has, has grown. And, um, man, thanks, thanks so much. Great hearing from you. Thank you very much for having me on. It's definitely a pleasure connecting with you guys again. And uh, I'm pretty sure we'll be seeing each other very soon at a game or somewhere. So yeah, Mark, we're only up. I'm uh I'm uh actually heading to Orlando over uh Christmas time. So I still know that's about like eight hours or whatever it is from nah, it's about three and a half hours. Three hours yeah. long, but it ain't that long. <laughs> so, but uh always good seeing you brother and I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your story. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it fellas. All right. Beat UMass. Beat UMass. Let's go.